0: Buenos dias from B.A. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 22nd of June 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Monday the 19th, Maduro confirmed that Venezuela is actively forging ahead in connecting Russian and Venezuelan banks through the MIR system. The MIR system, a Russian creation, serves as a dynamic alternative to the US-controlled SWIFT system enabling seamless financial transactions for nations facing U.S. economic sanctions. On Thursday the 15th, the Venezuelan Central Bank announced that they have successfully completed all necessary technological adjustments to establish a direct connection with the Russian central bank's system. Maduro emphasized that this development will facilitate smoother export and import transactions in national currencies specifically bolivars and rubles in other news as russia and venezuela strengthen their ties other connections are being reestablished on thursday the 15th maduro received the credentials of uruguay's ambassador everda rosa who still thinks venezuela is a dictatorship After seven years of limited interactions and the withdrawal of Uruguay's last high-ranking diplomat in 2016, a new chapter begins in Venezuela-Uruguay relations. According to Maduro, Uruguay's decision represents a crucial step towards re-establishing and strengthening the connection between the two nations. He said this diplomatic development sparks hope for improved relations and increased dialogue between Venezuela and Uruguay. In more international news, on Saturday the 17th, authorities in Granada, the Caribbean island, successfully rescued two people who were in a Venezuelan-registered plane that had crashed near the coast. The aircraft experienced engine failure, leading the pilot to request an emergency landing at the airport. Unfortunately, the plane ultimately crashed 23 kilometers away from the shore. The rescue operation involved local authorities and agencies from different countries. At present, the identities of the rescued individuals remain undisclosed. Next up, on Wednesday the 21st, Roger Carstens, the US Special Presidential Envoy for Hostage Affairs, confirmed that he made a discreet Trip to Venezuela. The purpose of his visit was to discuss the well being and safety of U.S. nationals currently detained in Venezuela. There are four Americans known to be held in detention in the country. The families of the detained Americans have reported the deteriorating mental health of the detainees. In his previous engagements with the Venezuelan government, Karstens actively pursued the release of American prisoners. These efforts have achieved some success through negotiations and prisoner exchanges. While the U.S. government does not want to draw attention, Brazil announces its arrival in Caracas. On Monday the 19th, high-level officials from Venezuela and Brazil met in Caracas to promote bilateral trade and combat smuggling at the border. During the meeting, they reaffirmed the commitments outlined in the quote, Brasilia Declaration, unquote, signed on the 29th of May. Venezuela, along with other South American nations, signed the Brasilia Declaration as part of their ongoing endeavors to foster regional integration across different sectors. Moving on, on Thursday the 15th, Leila Vanessa Vivas de the wife of Nelson Ortega Bonilla, former Venezuelan ambassador to Equatorial Guinea, was released on precautionary measures but separated from her children. On the 13th of June, Vivas was charged with child pornography due to alleged explicit images and messages sent from a cell phone connected to her former partner. However, the validity of the evidence has been called into question, with allegations of manipulation to tarnish Vivas's reputation. In late April, Vivas released a video accusing the father of her children of domestic abuse and holding him responsible for her safety. This video brought public attention to her case. Vivas' case is still ongoing, so neither she nor her family can provide statements or comments regarding the situation. Breaking news! On Thursday, the 15th, lawyer Tamara Adrián made history by announcing her candidacy for the presidential primaries in Venezuela. She proudly becomes the first transgender woman to run for this position. As part of her electoral campaign, Adrián proposes allocating a portion of the value-added tax, or VAT, to fund public education and health care. Additionally, she advocates for a democratic transition that upholds justice and avoids revenge, while also defending LGBTI rights and advocating for comprehensive sexual and reproductive education. In the world of Venezuela's politics, chavista politician Luis Ratti has made a significant announcement. On Saturday, the 17th, Radí declared his intention to formally seek the disqualification of Maria Corina Machado, a prominent political figure who is a candidate running in the opposition election. Radí accuses Machado of advocating for sanctions and blockades against Venezuela, and he is calling for an investigation into the funding of her campaign. According to Ratti, Machado's alleged endorsement of violence has worsened the, quote, chaotic, unquote, economic situation in Venezuela. During a press conference, Ratti confirmed that he will soon file the disqualification request alongside various political and social figures who share his concerns. Speaking of elections, on Sunday the 18th, the National Primary Commission, or CNP, released a statement revealing that approximately 24,000 Venezuelans living abroad have successfully registered to vote in the primary elections scheduled for the 22nd of October 2023. This registration process is crucial as it allows Venezuelans abroad to update their information and actively participate in selecting the opposition candidate for the highly anticipated 2024 presidential elections. The CNP urges all interested individuals to promptly complete the registration process. The voting will take place in person across 81 cities, situated in 32 countries. In a remarkable rescue operation on Tuesday the 20th, five fishermen who had been missing for four days were located and saved in Nueva Esparta. The fishermen were in the Águila Nueva vessel, when they experienced engine trouble, leaving them adrift for four days. Worried about their prolonged absence, the community organized a search effort. Eventually, a boat from the Coast Guard found them and towed them back to the Manzanillo port. The individuals who were rescued have been identified as Juan León, José Francisco Zavala, Luis Rodríguez, José Rafael Marín, and Francisco José Marín. Thanks to the swift response and collaborative efforts, these fishermen have been reunited with their loved ones, bringing a sense of relief to the community. Justice finally arrived. On Tuesday the 20th, Matías Salazar, also known as, quote, Gordo Matías, unquote, was sentenced to over 17 years in prison for holding a woman captive for 31 years. The case, which deeply disturbed the country, was uncovered when one victim managed to escape and report the situation. Two other women also fell victim to Salazar, with one being abducted at gunpoint 23 years ago. Gordo Matías was convicted of sexual and psychological violence, but acquitted of sexual slavery due to lack of evidence. This case has sparked a nationwide discussion on strengthening laws and protective measures to prevent future incidents and ensure people's well-being. In other news, on Sunday the 18th, intense rainfall in the headwaters of the Arauca River affected several riverside communities in the Urdaneta and El Amparo parishes located in the Paez municipality of Apure state. According to the news portal Fe y Alegrías Noticias, municipal authorities and representatives of the Bolivarian National Armed Forces worked tirelessly to mitigate the river's rising water levels by using sandbags in communities adjacent to La Victoria. After several hours of efforts, the situation was successfully brought under control. In sports, on Friday the 16th, Venezuelan fencer Ruben Limardo secured his sixth gold medal at the 2023 Senior Pan-American Championship. This recent achievement brings Limardo closer to qualifying for the 2024 Paris Olympics, which would mark his fifth participation in the Games. The accomplishment garnered an outpouring of support from Venezuelans on social media, who congratulated Limardo on his remarkable success. More good news. On Friday the 16th, the Venezuelan Adonais Nieves, 25 years old, won the competition The Voice Chile, with more than 35% of the votes. She was part of José Luis Rodríguez's team, El Puma, and competed against Catalina Campos, Marcelo Durán, and Alexis Vázquez. Prior to the final, eight finalists performed with their coaches, and four were selected to compete for the first place. Nieves and El Puma were the first to take the stage. In March, Nieves impressed the judges with her performance, bringing El Puma to tears. Congratulations. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You must know by now that we don't want to have ads in the updates, so we don't make any money doing them. If you enjoy listening and want to help us out financially, There's a support link in the show notes. If you can't help us out financially but still want to support us, please hit the subscribe button and tell your friends about us. Hasta la próxima!